Hi everyone and welcome to Jola Speaks. Jola Speaks is intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Jola Speaks. I hope everyone is doing well and keeping well. Thank you for all the encouraging words and the love that has been shown to me as I am going through this journey with you guys. I am very grateful and honored to be in this position to be able to speak as God has put in my heart. I am just grateful to be as a vessel. This is indeed a day the Lord has made and we will rejoice and we'll be glad and gladdened by it in jesus name amen today we're going to discuss um we're going to continue learning from the lessons of the life of david and last week we started with um saul and saul's hearts and today we're going to discuss morning over close chapters morning over close chapters i'm going to read it from first samuel 15 verses 33 ending part to first samuel 16 verses 1 and i'll be reading from the niv version so i quickly read when Samuel put Agag to death before the Lord at Gilgal, when Samuel left for Ramah, but Saul went up to his home in Gibeth of Saul, until the day Samuel died, he did not go and see Saul again. So Samuel mourned for him, and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. The Lord said to Samuel, and this is verses 1 in chapter 16, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with the oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. And I stopped there. And so this event was captured just after Samuel told Saul that God had rejected him as king. And why did God reject him? We discussed last week where we said he didn't have the rights of submission to God. So he was letting his own flesh, his own will take over God's will. And God gave him many chances. This last chance was the fact that God has sent him to war with the Amalekites and to destroy everything. But he didn't do that. He destroyed the weak things, brought back the king Agag, which Samuel had to kill because that was what God had instructed Saul to do, but he didn't do. And other things um, back to Israel. But you see, the Bible recollects here that Samuel was mourning for Saul. And he was mourning for Saul because God had rejected him as king. In fact, the Bible here says that God has asked him, how long are you going to mourn for this person, you know, and give him the next instructions to do? And so, you see, it is very clear that Samuel was deeply unhappy and saddened by the turn of events with Saul. God had asked Samuel, anoint Saul as king. And with that instruction, Samuel went ahead and anointed Saul as king, gave him the opportunity to be the king of Israel. A very rare opportunity that have happened in that time because Saul was the first king of Israel. So he had anointed them, him as king, put him in the position, not what the old God asked him to do, and yet it didn't turn out well. Yet Saul was not the right person for the position. Yet he was disobedient to God to the point where God rejected him. So it was the case whereby Samuel felt he should be king, right? Anointed him, you know, because he looks that way. And that's different because that was his own will. But he was doing God's will, anointed the same soul, and Saul turned out to be catastrophic. He was not right for the position. He didn't have the heart required for submission to be king of Israel. And so he felt very responsible because, you know, as a prophet then, what was extremely important in the life of all the Israelites. And the people obviously trusted his own words because he heard from God. And yet he did what he heard from God. And at the same time, 
it didn't turn out what he would have expected it to turn out. To the point where God rejected him. In fact, God regretted King Saul as king. And I can imagine thoughts in Samuel's mind. But God, you asked me to do this. To anoint this guy as king. You came from the tribe of Benjamin. And you asked me to anoint him as king. Yet, see how it has turned out. Why did you put me in position? Why did you anoint him as king? There have been so many words and thoughts that may have gone through Samuel's mind. But God, I'm serving you. I'm submitted to your will. But this hasn't turned out as the way she has turned because you, Lord, I don't want to ask me to do so. And even for the people, they are wondering, but Samuel, you anointed him as king. You are a prophet. How come this has happened this way? Right? In those times, and even now, when the prophets say something and doesn't come to pass, people are wondering, are you really a real prophet? Those kind of they start to clip in. So he's saddened about the whole matter. He feels very responsible for how Saul had treated and how Saul had made a mess of his position. But even though it was not his responsibility, because God gave Saul the opportunity to be king of Israel, a very rare opportunity. Nobody had ever been the king of Israel up until Saul. Even though God did that for him, it still messes up because he was not ready to be the king. He didn't have the heart of submission to God. So, character to maintain the position, he did not have it. And right now, bringing this back home, I feel like a lot of times we are in a situation whereby we think, ah, well, God, you said I should go now. I've gone, and this is what has happened. For example, let's say God says, I want you to go hire somebody as in your firm. Like God has said, no, this person wants you to hire and then you go and hire the person. And the person has the job and the person just doesn't have the character for the job. Maybe a very key position in the world comes up. And God places that person in that key position. And you are the one that even recommend a person and say, ah, this person is the best person for the position. In fact, you find that God has even told you to recommend that person. You do so. The person gets there. And the person obviously doesn't have the character for it. And then the person gets exposed or removed and all that. And you mourn the fact that... Ah, I put my word out for this guy or girl. I did everything, but still have it turned out. But when you want to ask me to, these questions can make us mourn for longer than we should over situations. Another example is, let's say you are the one in the position, right? And God gives you a very good opportunity for a position. And then you go for it, it is here. When you start the position, you're like, oh my God, this is hell. And you want me to ask God, did you really have sent me here? But you know, in that position, you need God. To take you through every step of the way. But many times we forget. So for God, I needed God. It was like, God put me here. Let me lounge. It's like, imagine if Joseph did the same thing. He wouldn't have saved Egypt. Let them not even, even a clan in Egypt. But the continually seeking God's guidance was so important. But you see, in all the situations, Saul didn't care. And so, I'm here to say to you that there are situations in one's life that you feel that, God, how did this happen? How manage? Lord, why am I here? Lord, you asked me to do this thing. I've done it and yet it didn't give the, the actual opportunity or the actual end that you expected. It didn't turn out that way. It can be anything. It can be a job. It can be a different situation, a position, whatever it is. But it didn't turn out as you had planned it. After God made it clear to you that he was the one that is sending you there. But today I'm here to say, you've mourned the situation. It's time to get up and seek God for next guidance. Well, if God is already talking to you about doing something else, do that thing. It's a reminder to say that human beings are not perfect. 
human beings can break our hearts as Saul broke Samuel's heart indirectly. Let's not mourn the situation more than we should. Now, I would say thinking about a situation is obviously required because you think through it and you learn less and you move on. But let's not just stay and dwell there. Because here, yeah, someone wants to go anywhere, wants to just stay there. But God had better and bigger plans for Israel that he needed Samuel to execute. And so today I'm here again to say, it's time to come out for mourning. Let God lead you and myself in the next phase, in the next instruction. God has plans. And guess what? God can rectify things. Like here, he was rectifying the havoc, you know, Saul had caused by bringing in David. So God has intuition that the mess has been created. To turn it around, God has to do something. And not somebody else has king. And he did that. But if we're so stuck in the morning, we don't even see or hear God speaking. But it's time to no longer be saddened by that situation, right? Yes, it's good to mourn. Yes, it's good to reflect. But at the same time, when it's time, as it was time for Samuel here, it's time to get up and do what God is asking you and I to do. So at the end of the day, it's for his will and purpose to be done. And guess what? God had already been there. He probably knew how Saul would react. He probably knew how the situation that we are in would turn out to be. He knows the solution to the problem. And he can guide us through that solution as long as we are willing. So thank you for listening to me today. And I pray that right now, if you are in any situation that you are wondering and pondering and feel very responsible for, even though you felt like you followed God, and yet it still happened, that God will give you peace about the situation. Help you to understand that He is with you and He's able to turn things around such that everything aligns to His purpose and will for our lives. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to me today. God bless you. I love you. Bye.